We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friends. Just know that I'm sending you a big blast of love and light right now as you're hanging out with us for a little while today here on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. So have you considered your relationship with the universe? Einstein posed this question as the most important question we can ask and answer for ourselves. Do you believe the universe is a safe and loving place or not? When I was first asked this question, my knee-jerk response was no, absolutely not. Look at all the terrible things that have happened to me. Look how I struggle in my relationships with my finances and with my health. I was certain that God didn't like me very much. Then it occurred to me, perhaps my body, my relationships, and my life was reflecting back to me my deep unconscious belief that I was not loved, lovable, safe, or supported. So then I decided to be like a spiritual scientist. I decided to explore the possibility and try on what it would feel like to be safe, loved, and supported by the universe. Not forever. That would be too big of a commitment. Just for a week or two. I'll put my toe in the water with this. And if it didn't work out, I could go back to this way of being that really wasn't working for me. And so I did. I relaxed and I imagined and I pretended God loved me. And almost immediately I felt better. I also started experiencing God winks and synchronicities and miracles. Today, I'm happy to report that I never did go back to that old way of being, and I've since relaxed into a comfortable and peaceful place inside of myself. And I do feel very safe, supported, and adored by the universe. As a wonderful side effect and bonus, my relationships have improved, my finances have up-leveled, and my body is now vibrantly healthy. So I will certainly recommend trying this experiment to anyone who will listen just for a little while, just to see what happens. I really do believe the truest truth is that the universe is a loving force that wants us all to be healed, happy, and whole. But we live on a planet of free will and choice, and not even a loving God is going to force love upon us. So what do you choose? Do you want to choose love or do you want to stay in fear? Do you want to relax into faith? Because it's really all up to you. Today, I'm choosing to have another conscious conversation with someone I respect and adore. I've had him on before, and I'm so honored he said yes to coming back again. We're here with Dr. Len Saputo. Dr. Saputo is a graduate of Duke University Medical School and is board certified in internal medicine. He was in private practice in affiliation with John Muir Medical Center in the San Francisco Bay Area for more than 30 years. He has a holistic approach called health medicine. It's an integrative, holistic, person-centered, and preventative model. Over the past 18 years, Dr. Saputo has guided the development of health medicine. In order to accomplish this mission, in 1994, Len founded the Health Medicine Forum, a nonprofit educational foundation. And in 2001, Len co-founded the Health Medicine Center, an integrative medicine center that is located in Walnut Creek, California. And you can go to his website, drsaputo.com, to learn more about him and what he's doing and his free services. 
Dr. Saputo is active in public and professional education, and over the past decade, he's produced and hosted the Internet's Prescriptions for Health show with his wife, Vicki. He's also made more than 70 lecture presentations, has edited six books, has contributed dozens of articles and chapters on topics in complementary and alternative medicine. He also wrote an incredible book called A Return to Healing, Radical Healthcare Reform, and the Future of Medicine, which won a Nautilus Gold Award. So, Dr. Saputo, I'm so happy you said yes to coming back to Empower Radio and Journey to Center. Thank you for having me. I had a ball last time we talked. I yes, like I did as well. In a lot of ways, we're very connected. We have some similar ideas. So it's a, it's nice to have a kindred spirit to chat with. I so agree. And we went different routes, but it seems like we've come to a, a similar destination and that we feel that um, we are holistic beings, body, mind, and spirit. And we can't just carve out um, a problem or a challenge or issue and, and focus on that and fix it, we need to look at ourselves as more of a holistic being. So I'd like you to talk a little bit about how you've come to this awareness yourself as a medical doctor. I've already, I, I've always known that I was, uh, that there was something more than just the physical realm that we tend to focus on. You know, our education through school, not just medical school, but everything prior to that was really looking at, uh, academics, uh, science, there wasn't much that had to do with relationships, really. Uh, we weren't taught the golden rule as a, as a big deal. And it, so it's not something that's new to me. The problem that, that develops is when you go to medical school, we're looking at things that are just in the scientific realm, and we throw out anything we don't understand that we can't study from a scientific perspective. So the role of spirituality in our lives is pretty much ignored which is a horrible thing to have happen because that's where it turns out the guts of our life is about. So once I was in that space to start with, it felt natural. Uh, 15 years of education kind of takes a lot of it away because we, did, we didn't spend time talking about things that mm -hmm. were spiritual. Mm -hmm. and, and then the return for me to understand what healing is about, and it's the return to wholeness. It's a new concept in terms of science. So I've stayed in that space now, and, and really I focus my attention on that. You know, I'm board certified in internal medicine, spent 35 years uh, in ICU and CCU and, and having patients in the hospital as well as a private practice. But that, that was something that was rewarding because it helped people with their symptoms, but it didn't really do much in terms of looking at the deeper reasons for why people get sick. And for the most part, what we do is we, we treat them, uh, we treat their symptoms, they get back on their feet, they go back to work, and then we drop the ball, and we don't learn anything about what the meaning of illness in the context of the person's whole life story, uh, and how that fits in with even cosmic events. So for me, it's, it's not been something that has been ever separate from me. I think it took a, a small hiatus when I finished during the time I did my training and for about 15 years afterwards, but it came back to me because I know that the real action is, is in how we deal uh, at a spiritual level with our life and that all these things that happen to us always have a purpose. I mean, the universe is intricately organized and incredibly perfect. There are no mistakes that happen. And I've, I've learned after treating so many people uh, that this is really what's happening. So it took 50 years of experience to really kind of nail this down 
And so it's just a, a few months ago that I started working on the whole idea of science, spirituality, and medicine so that I could put it into words myself. And, I, and even then, I didn't find it easy because science and spirituality are, are thought of in separate ways. So back in, you know, 400 years ago when Descartes came up with the scientific uh, approach to things, we thought we could figure out how spirituality and how medicine worked and how healing worked and what disease was all about. And so we went just in the scientific realm. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the real issue was is it, 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 it's, it's, science doesn't know how to study spirituality. You know, science mm -hmm. is reductionistic. So it's looking at ways to break things into smaller and smaller pieces. And that's the reverse of what we do in spirituality because we're looking at the whole thing. And so I think they're different domains, and one is reductionistic, the other is one that is holistic, that takes uh, trust and faith, experience, to look back as you did, the beautiful introduction that you gave about where your life is right now really summarizes what this whole show is going to be about today, yeah. and how you found your way into trusting and knowing mm -hmm. and believing and having it become a huge part of your life. It's a beautiful story. Thank you for that. Oh well, thank thank you for um, acknowledging that. You know, it's and it you're bringing up something that I find so interesting because we do think we can put things under microscopes. We think we can become myopic and really find the answer there. Yeah. But I think the answer comes in becoming more expansive. Yeah, looking at a bigger picture. Well, you can do both. It doesn't have to be apples or oranges. It doesn't have to be science or spirituality. Mm -hmm. They can be friends. Right. I, mean, I think they're inseparable and they're always congruent. The problem is, is we're terrible scientists. And so, <laughs> and so we don't have a way of really looking at how science and spirituality are always consistent. I mean, if, if the world is like it is and events happen the way they do, there has to be a perfection in both of those domains. And just because we can't explain it from a scientific basis doesn't mean that the science isn't there. It is, but the problem is we don't know much about science. We don't know what gravity or light or magnetism is about or any other uh, natural force. We can describe them, but we don't know what they are. And so we have a little bit of a handicap when it comes to trying to analyze something like spirituality, because it, too, is something that's built on trust and faith in our experience. So once we have that and we immerse ourselves in that, we take a look at what's happening and see how our lives have unfolded, it's a miracle. It's unbelievable at how the intricate organization and incredible perfection stands out. Well, and, and I do think it really boils down to this. I mean, do you want to trust the mystery? Mm -hmm. Can you relax and trust the mystery? And I've had a lot of friends that are medical doctors, and I've always been intrigued with, I kind of thought I wanted to go that direction, but I didn't have the constitution mm -hmm. in a lot of, in a lot of ways. I, I needed more sleep. It was like, it was just not going to happen for me. Um, and, and when we try to go into this realm of talking about uh, love and magic and mystery, they just kind of shut down. It's like they poo poo that, you know, well, it's interesting really, Tammy, because you know, a lot of doctors have a spiritual practice, and a lot of them are religious, and they go to church on Sunday, but they go back to work on Monday, and they just throw it out. It's like they're two people, you know, with their separate personalities mm -hmm. that are looking at that particular aspect of how, of how medicine works. And unfortunately, they miss the boat. So what happens is in medicine, we're busy fixing symptoms, 
not really looking for the deeper cause. I mean, we can look at the biochemistry and physiology, and we know a lot. I mean, for God's sakes, we can look at the uh, human genome, which we've been able to mm -hmm. figure out. And we're talking about stem cell therapy and, and surgeries that are robotic now. I mean, the technology is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But there's a missing piece. I mean, why do, why do all these things happen to us? And after all the experience I've had in working with patients, what I find is that there's an inseparable part of what happens with the role of spirit and everything. And it's always there trying to teach us more about learning our own spiritual path. So our, our lives are very interesting. They're mixed with a lot of suffering. And and that suffering is a beautiful thing in a lot of ways because it, it helps us to learn who we are, how we fit into the universe, and and what life is about. We, we shouldn't wait till we're on our deathbed to figure these things out. You know, when people are on their deathbed, they start thinking about what was really important. And it's not their stock portfolio or their jewels or their real estate. It's it's about relationships. Mm -hmm. And it's a sobering thing when we wake up in that sitting because all of a sudden we're looking at, oh, my God, I, I didn't know my children, I, my, my friends. What happened? I didn't really I wasn't standing by them. What about my spouse? All these things that all of a sudden hit you because the finality of what's happening comes into play. Yeah, like they climbed the long, wrong ladder. I had a friend that said that. I worked yeah. really hard to climb this ladder and looked down. I realized it was the wrong ladder. Beautiful way to explain it. But that's yeah. what our culture is, is doing. It's, a, it's about that in our culture. I mean, our culture is about business. It's about success being measured financially or in terms of power. It's not about the golden rule. It's not about giving and sharing and loving. It's not about building community. Mm -mm. And, of course, it, that's what life is about. It is. It should be. If we want to be fulfilled, if we want to be happy. You know, yeah. one of my teachers said something that made so much sense to me. It's like, you know, we are human beings having a spiritual experience. As human beings, we have goals and desires and we want to accomplish things and we want to acquire things. Mm -hmm. But when we transition, we don't take that with us. We take soul level opportunities and experiences and learnings. And really, and I read this in your chapter, I love this so much. We came here to grow and expand mm -hmm. as souls. Yeah. So... Talk more about that. This, to me, is what it's real. This is where the juice is. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the point of being on planet Earth? It's not about domination. It's not about power, and it's not about having all the luxuries of life. It's about learning about who we are and how we fit in, and and where love fits, which I think is the universal power. <laughs> and if we learn that and we live our life that way, it's you have to be happy. I mean, it's it's not a it's not having a Maserati or having a, you know, a castle that you live in. I mean, that, that's nice if you have it. But what could be more important than making someone else happy? I mean, real love mm -hmm. is about giving and sharing. It's about giving unconditionally. So if I give love to somebody, I don't expect anything in return. And if it comes back around, that's fine. It's okay. Because love is for giving for sure unconditionally. Mm -hmm. It's also mm -hmm. for receiving graciously. It's just not <laughs> taking. And that's where we get mixed up. And in the world, it's so uh, oriented to having things uh, rather than to giving things. We get all mixed up. And that's why healthcare has become a business. And, mm -hmm. and we've got this fatal fundamentalism that goes across every boundary of our culture, whether it be business or law or medicine or sport or politics. I mean, it all of them are contaminated with I, me, mine, and mine. Mm -hmm. And real mature love, you know, it, isn't that 
even a marriage, you know, at the beginning, yeah, okay, the sex is great, and you got beautiful people, and you're loving how you feel. But mm-hmm. that's not the deeper love of a mature relationship. The deeper love of a mature relationship is, you're my wife. I want to make you happy at all costs. Yeah. You to feel good. And I'll do what I can to make that happen. And it's true, you know, what you're saying, Dr. Saputo. It's like so often I think we feel like we're in deficit. So we have to get and we have to acquire because we want to fill up. We want to feel better. So we, we think we have to fill up from something outside of ourselves. But really what fulfills us is the experience of giving and sharing, not getting and acquiring. That's right. But I think when we can give generously, the natural consequence is that there will be opportunities to receive because what we put out, we get back. So if we can just relax and know our value Mm -hmm. and receive the goodness when it comes our way, Mm -hmm. to me, that's a a truly healthy, joyful, prosperous life. Giving generously, receiving graciously. And I know you write about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, for (sighs) sure. I mean, those are the things that we don't learn when we're kids. Because first of all, we're we're being raised by parents that are too young to know a lot of this. And most of them are in their teens or 20s. And they've got jobs and they're into the I, me, my, and mine thing. And they're trying to make a lot of money and to get powerful and successful is what they call successful. And then they miss out on the real deal to teach their children about what's important in life. You know, it's not just do as I say. You've got to set the example for it, but you have to know mm-hmm. it. And almost yes. every family is dysfunctional. It's, you know, as a doctor, I've seen thousands and thousands of people. And I'm learning now to spend more time about why do people come and see me? What is it they're complaining about? Why do they have a mm-hmm. backache or a headache? Why have they got bowel problems? Mm-hmm. And it's there's always a story there that if you delve into it, it will make sense. So it's not just about giving them drug surgeries and technologies to get them back on their feet. I mean, it's compassionate to do that, and I think it's a a good thing to do, but I wouldn't just give somebody a treatment for something and then say, well, okay, you're back on your feet, now go to work. It's sort of like the quick fix thing. I mean, that's what people come to me for, but that's not what they always get as as the end package. It's going to be a deeper (laughs) experience, a deeper awareness that has deeper meaning to find out what, what, what have I done? That's led me to need to learn this lesson because our bodies are a reflection of our psycho-spiritual disease. So it's a beautiful arrangement that Mother Nature, that Creator has has made for us that teaches us lessons through our bodily, I would call dysfunction, through our bodily bodily lessons. Mm -hmm. So if you have a headache or a backache or a bowel problem. You want to know why it's there. You don't want to just fix the symptoms because Mother Nature is going out of her way to teach us something. Yeah, there's information in that. It's a beautiful story. It's 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 suffering, but like the Buddhists say, you know, suffering is a big part of spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a choice eventually, not just something that happens to us. Because we can welcome that because it teaches us so much. It's really happening for us. And it's it can be hard to believe that when we're hurting. It can be challenging to, to wrap our minds around the possibility that there's something positive that can come from this. There's something good that's supposed to be happening here. But I believe that our bodies are really a, a tuning fork. Yeah. It's a tuning fork, letting us know whether we are in alignment or out of alignment with our soul self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really right. Yeah, that's so that. 
You have a beautiful quote from your book, the last chapter of your book. What I've discovered is that our spirituality or the universal consciousness through which we are all connected plays a central role in all aspects of our lives. This applies to our health as well. I've come to believe that it is our soul or that spark of spirit that's in us that connects us to universal consciousness, which provides the mechanism through which we can heal. Yeah. Yeah, that's really right. Uh, I mean, when we look at things at a deeper level, uh, you could say that I think the underlying energy of the universe is love. Mm -hmm. And it makes perfect sense that we're simply the consciousness of the universe reflected back on itself. Which I love that. I, I say that all the time. It's like, well, why, why did God put this into motion? There's so much struggling. There's so much suffering. Why would he have done this? And yeah. then I thought, well, maybe he was alone and he wanted somebody to play with. <laughs> so he threw billions of sparks of himself out there, and and it's an opportunity for you and I to have this conversation and again to connect with people all over the world and have this connection. And, and for a while, we don't feel alone. It's a celebration. It's joy. It's it's love. Yeah. Well, nothing comes for free. You know, oh, we, we, well, love does if we, if we can accept it. We have to work hard, and I think that the spiritual lessons that we learn, and learn involve – uh, a lot of suffering, and it, and the suffering's okay. Mm-hmm. And when we get on to the second part of this show, because it's probably not time to tell the whole story now, I'll tell you a story about myself and what happened to me uh, when I was having a hip replacement and all the things that happened that were painful and uh, not the kind of experience I'd like to have, but taught me so much about life and how to let go and to trust and have faith things were right, even though I was dying at the time. Mm. Well, we have about five minutes, so I don't know if you want to go ahead and tell that story now. Sure. sure. Okay. Yeah, because now I'm all compelled. <laughs> ah, okay, great. Well, uh, I've been a tennis player my whole life. I played on a circuit, in the senior tennis circuit, uh, one, for a lot of years. And my body got beat up in the process. And finally, at about age 60, 61, I had some problems with pain in my right hip. And I struggled with that because I really didn't want to have to do a surgery or anything like that until I was about 70. And then, like nine or ten years later, and then the hip was so bad that it had to be replaced. So I went ahead and I went to my surgeon and said, let's get this done. And they did, and and they replaced the hip. And it never really was right. Uh, I could feel clunking, and there was a lot of pain in it. And within nine months, I was unable to walk again. And so what had happened is I became poisoned by the cobalt that covers the joint. And since that time, by the way, 93,000 hips have been, re- have been recalled for this problem. But at the time, nobody knew it. So I had this problem of cobalt poisoning uh, that was mistaken uh, to be an infection by my doctors. And they insisted that I should have 12 weeks of antibiotics that were intravenous, something that was really toxic. And... Uh, I didn't want to do that because having done ICU medicine myself, I knew that uh, it wasn't an infection. We did all the tests to prove it, but they still were giving me a bad time. So I had to fire my doctors uh, because I literally was dying. Uh, when I looked at my lab work, I thought, you're toast, Lynn, because this it's almost incompatible with life. I wasn't in the hospital, but I had all kinds of laboratory values that just raised red flags everywhere. And the only person that really kind of agreed with me was my own internist. He said, that's good thinking. I think that's right. You need to get rid of these doctors. And you need to ask yourself what's happening. And I did. I had a little conversation with God at that time, which really boiled down to, 
why what am I what do I need to be learning here because really I'm prepared to accept death there wasn't a lot of fear it was okay to die but there were people who loved me who would miss me and and secondly I still had more than I wanted to give. So I didn't ask God for anything. I just said, I, I know what you're doing. It's uh, I'm waking up to the fact that I'm not a tennis player anymore and that I need to make a transition so that I'm, I'm involved with more of my work. I should be writing books. I should be on shows like this, Tammy, and doing things to try and help people to understand more uh, about what life is about. And... So I finally went, uh, made the decision that whatever happened was fine and found another surgeon who could take out the hip and to go ahead and put a new one in because we weren't worried about, I wasn't worried about infection. And as soon as that happened, a week later, I was pretty much well and back on my road to recovery. But the spiritual lessons I learned from that were, it's time that you grow up, Len. It's not, the world is not a big tennis court. You have more to give besides beating up people on a tennis court. And this business that has to do with with uh, teaching uh, about spirituality is a big deal because that's what life's about. So focus on that. So my lesson was clear. My experience was powerful. I, I was proud of myself for the way I handled this because the, my doctors are telling me, if you don't listen to what we're doing and do it our way, you'll die or you'll never walk again. And I said, thank you very much. I'm connected to God. I know what I'm doing. And that's what I did. So it's an interesting story. Yeah, it, it helped you go bigger. It helped you become, become more expansive, more love-based, and, yeah. and claim your place in, on the planet as a, as a true healer. A wounded healer, but also a true healer. Yeah, well, wounding is how we get there, isn't it? It seems like it's the wake-up call. Yeah. So, Dr. Saputo, we just have a few seconds here. Mm-hmm. Um, your website, drsaputo.com, is that correct? Is that how people can connect with you? Yes, it is. It's It's got 2,600 audios and videos that I made myself with my wife that are short and 30 health, 33 health assessments that take about two minutes to take that are all free. Uh, so that if you fill out the yes, no, multiple choice questions, what comes back instantly are audios and videos that I think will help you to understand what you need to know based on how you fill that survey out. So and I've you- done this and I know it's amazing. If you want to take greater responsibility for your health and tap into some wisdom, this place, you got to check it out. DrSaputo.com. There's so much great stuff here. You're very generous in creating this, Dr. Saputo. Thank you. It's 100% free. I get nothing back from it. There are no ads. I put about $30,000 a year into it to maintain it. It's done as a public service. So generous. All right, Dr. Saputo, thank you for being here with us. And to my listeners, thank you for hanging out. This really is about connection and relationship and going higher together. So God bless you. Onward and upward. Let's connect again soon. Bye for now. Bye for now. 